0: Going to the grocery store. You have to pick up the car, head to the store, shop amongst the covety masses, stand in line for hours at checkout, then drive all the way back home only to have to lug your groceries into the house. Well, what if you were able to get all your groceries delivered right to your door with savings up to 50% off of the big guys? Brian, your Thrive Market order has arrived. Thrive Market is one of the top grocery store alternatives on the market, featuring hundreds of products for specific diets and lifestyles. So, you eating paleo or Whole30, or you living that keto life? Perhaps you have celiacs, like yours truly, and you want some gluten-free options that actually taste good. Side note, Thrive literally has one of the best gluten-free pizza crusts I've ever had, literally have it every single week. And here's what's even better. Not only do all orders over $49 get free shipping, but members of The Brian Nichols Show audience get 20% off their first order, plus get one month of their Thrive membership for free. So head over to the show notes and click the link for your exclusive Thrive Market offer and start skipping the grocery store today. Get ready to start your new morning ritual with our new sponsor, Mudwater. Coffee is one of America's favorite beverages with more and more people starting their coffee habits every day with a cup of that flavorful anxiety juice. But let's be real. Have you ever heard anyone say, I'm working on getting more coffee into my life? Millions of people complain about the jitters that come from coffee consumption. Our morning coffee rituals can be habit-forming and for some people, can make getting a good night's sleep almost impossible. And while nearly all of us like the smell, taste, and ritual of our morning coffee, why not explore eliminating the negative aspects of our morning brew? Well, what if your coffee replacement helped Induce alertness, not dependency, improve mental capacity and function, improve physical stamina and performance, improve immunity and overall health. Oh, and by the way, it tastes good enough to drink every single day. Meet Mudwater. Mudwater is your fastest growing coffee alternative in the market consisting of organic ingredients lauded by cultures both old and young for their health and performance benefits. With one-seventh the caffeine of coffee, mud gives you the natural energy and focus you expect from coffee, but without the jitters and crash. With an organic blend of mushrooms and ingredients like cacao, marsala chai, turmeric, lion's mane, and more, Mudwater offers a beverage like no other. Whether you want to enjoy it hot, cold, as a latte, or however you take your coffee in the morning, Mudwater is the zero sugar, zero crash, zero jitter alternative sure to leave you feeling recharged and refocused. Listen, I'm really excited to have Mudwater as a sponsor here on The Brian Nichols Show because I've been able to see the Mudwater difference for myself, and you can too. So click the link in the show notes. To get some mud, support the show, and get your new morning ritual started right with mud water. And now, onto the show. We can become great at doing the the things that we do well, the things that are, we focus on. Like I'm, I think our audience is great at selling liberty. I think we have Net- been amazing at doing that. Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. As a sales and marketing executive in the greater telecommunications cybersecurity industry, Brian works with C-level executives to help them future-proof their company's infrastructure for an uncertain future. And in each episode, Brian takes that experience and applies it to the Liberty Movement. You start to ask questions that piques interest and get him to feel like, okay, this guy's actually got something that maybe can help me out. And then in your asking of questions and trying to uncover the real problems, build that natural trust. I know I went in the monologue there, man. (laughs) Instead of focusing on simply winning arguments or being right, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and their application in the world of politics, showing you how to ask better questions, tell better stories, and ultimately change people's minds. And now, your host, Brian Nichols. Happy Friday, there, folks. We made it through another weird week, and yes, of course, I am your humble host here, Brian Nichols, on today's special episode of the Brian Nichols Show. I say special because let's start off by just acknowledging elephant in the room: the internet is a weird place. I found a tweet—no, not even a tweet—I found a post on Facebook that I thought was interesting. I screenshotted that post shared it on twitter and that post was about the cost of lumber increasing from the fall to the spring of 2020 to 2021 and showing the difference in the cost of lumber and that got retweeted by rob schneider yep that happened and then david bellman the original author and poster of said post on facebook reached out and said hey That's me, and I said, hey, let's have a conversation, so we did just that, and what a conversation it was, because David not only was the author of said tweet, or said post, I keep on saying tweet, said post, but he also is the head of Bellman Homes and host of the Home Building Hero podcast, and directly got to experience firsthand the impact not just of the uh, the different economic policies that we've been seeing really come to fruition here over the past uh, few months to a year, but also the direct impacts of the COVID-19 government lockdowns. A great conversation with David, also a great preview to a conversation. I joined him over on his show, The Home Building Hero Podcast, where we discussed all things from cybersecurity to sales and all that in between. So a great episode over there airing on Monday, but here on today's Friday episode, a great episode, of course, in store for you. So with that being said, onto the show, David Bellman here on the Brian Nichols show. Well, thank you so much, Brian. I'm excited
1: to be on your program and, uh, just appreciate all the stuff that you're doing and, uh, your massive, uh, social media presence and, uh, you got connected through Twitter and you shared something really cool, and uh, here we are. So, isn't it funny how social quote.
0: media happens that way? It brings people together. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Most of the time, I'm, right? Otherwise, well, sometimes
1: most, it tears people apart. But
0: yeah, well, let's, let's look at the positive here in this example. <laughs> it brought us together. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. How this entire in exchange started was I had shared a, a Twitter meme that was actually retweet, uh, retweeted by Rob Schneider. Um, yes. And it was focusing on the price of lumber from, I forget the time frame. It was maybe June of last year to June of this year. Something is, it was, it was uh, I forget the time frame, but correct me if I'm wrong. That was originally organically shared over on your page, correct?
1: Correct. So uh, what happened, uh, kind of long story short is I- I'm a home builder by trade. And so I was getting frustrated with what's happening with pricing lumber. Um, you know, we got through the pandemic and it was, you know, for a couple of months uh, when the pandemic started, things were just dead. And so we finally had some business. And we booked a lot of work. And then all of a sudden we're just watching our margin just get squeezed out of these jobs because lumber prices just shot up. And so I kind of got fed up and I, I'm, I'm involved at uh, my state and my national association. So um, I happened to be on the a call with Ron Johnson, the senator from Wisconsin, very outspoken guy. He's like, you guys need to be loud and you need to be bold. You need to do something. <laughs> And so he was talking about like having this press conference and like making all these demands. I felt like that sounded like a terrorist. Like, I don't <laughs> want to do that. And so, but I was sitting there and as he was talking, I like got this idea and I'm like, we need a visual. Cause I'm like, we're talking about these numbers and nobody cares. Like, they're saying, oh, the average cost added to a home is $36,000. Well, that's a huge number, but the common layperson can't picture $36,000. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, there's got to be a better way to message this. So I was thinking, and also I'm like, people understand a thousand bucks, right? Yep. So I'm like, okay, you know, you can, you can picture what a thousand bucks would buy you. So I'm like, let's take a look at what a thousand dollars of lumber, how much you would get in fall of last year in October versus June is when I did the picture. So uh, I did the math. I, I reverse engineered it all, did all the math. This is how many pieces of OSB, this is how many studs. And I was like, that seems like a significant difference. So I called the lumber yard and I'm like, I don't want to buy this because it's so expensive right now. So I called the lumber yard and he's like, yeah, we can make a, you know, we'll pull the material and we'll we'll set them both up side by side. And then I uh, I went over there with my team. We took a couple pictures. We had a hashtag fixed lumber and uh, I tweeted it and uh, I put it on Facebook. Actually, Facebook is where it really gravitated right that's away. where i
0: saw it originally and okay. I, I screen grabbed it from facebook and i shared <laughs> it over on twitter which was then retweeted by rob schneider
1: <laughs> yeah that was crazy that you know a comedian of all people
0: i know right and and he goes in there and, and i
1: think you know i would think a comedian's probably a liberal right you well think? he's like thanks exact- biden
0: yeah the expectation
1: yeah and all of a sudden i mean that had what seventeen thousand retweets in a, a couple hours and uh I mean, it was it was just insane. And and it was like that on Facebook too. I, I normally get, you know, couple, maybe a couple hundred likes. And I mean, I got like seven hundred, you know, shares on on the initial post. And I and then people are messaging me going, Hey, you know, somebody stole your picture. And you know, and I'm like, good. I want people to to share this because I it want may. people to see. And so I mean, I think it did make a difference. We have seen lumber futures go down. Um, but the problem is it's it's kind of like when gas you know, when there's a gas crisis, gas uh, goes up immediately when there's a problem, right? The next day it goes up, you know, 50 cents or whatever a gallon. But when when it decreases, it doesn't come down at the pump right away. It sometimes takes weeks. Yeah, And that's what I'm told with lumber. Even though the lumber futures have dropped down, they, they're still way over. Like right now, just to give you a number so you can put a, a thought behind it, but a typical you know, lumber future is like 450, 425 per thousand for a for thousand board feet of lumber. It got up to 1600. <laughs> okay. And That's then they're like,
0: like oh, quadruple
1: price. Yeah. I think they said it was like 700 times. It's rid- ridiculous. ridiculous and then it went down um, to like about a thousand and everyone's like, oh, wow, this is the largest reduction in lumber futures in history. And it's like, it's still like <laughs>
0: relative over <to> double, <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: still over double. And so um, I'm told it could take up to 21 weeks for lumber prices to actually get, you know, to see this difference um, really affect people because a lot of the um, lumber yards have bought this material and it doesn't just disappear right away. And they're not going to just because the futures have went down a couple bucks. They're not going to sell the material that they paid top dollar for, right? You know, for that that low price. I mean, they go out of business, so they have to get rid of the inventory. And so it's <laughs> wow, it, it's insane.
0: And, well, it's yeah, it's insane because I mean, it, there's how can you at all forecast or effectively plan anything when costs are are going up seven hundred percent in six. Plus months within, oh, yeah. within it's, six to twelve months. What could, yeah, how I do, mean, how I, can they run a business?
1: Yeah, it's 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 just a, a death mark almost out of business because you can't plan anything. And you know, I had a, a job that uh, we built this home before, and uh, like two years ago, I built it, and the lumber was like forty forty six thousand dollars for the lumber on this home at that time. And we have a customer building it now, and I got the lumber quote. It was one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars for the same house. That's wow. And it's like, okay, well, I don't make that kind of money on the house. So when it, when it goes up by that much and it goes up so quickly, I mean, the prices were escalating so fast, you just can't, you can't keep up with it. And so there's um, a lot of builders that have just either, hey, we're just not even going to build anything right now. And I don't know how you stay in business doing that. Um, I, I've uh, absorbed a lot of these increases myself. And you know, the only fortunate thing for myself is I have a business where we, we do real estate, we do land development and home building. So I use the uh, restaurant model, which I wouldn't say is a good model, but you know, a restaurant, they don't make money on the food, right? They only make money on uh, maybe the bar. So yep. the land is my bar and uh, the building right now is my food. And so, you know, we're not going to be profitable on that for a while and it is what it is. But I also, the, the trades and the labor situation is so bad that I am really trying to make sure I keep my trades working because. There's just so few of them that if I lose them and I don't get them back, uh, you know, I, I'm not gonna be able to build the homes. Tell me, so tell me more, more about than...
0: that, because that might be an area people really are not talking about. I mean, we see oh, it's huge. Yeah. You see, like, the, the economic implications of printing was a third of the entire amount of dollars printed in, I think, it was a year and a half, two years or so. Just because they're like, hey, we well, you know, we have a pandemic, so let's just print yeah. money, I guess. So, um, yeah. So what's that impact been like from, a, I guess, an employment standpoint? So
1: uh, one of the huge factors, too, with lumber that we're seeing is is, is it relates to labor. And, you know, you've got the government paying people an extra 300 bucks to sit at home. And especially for the trades, we were already behind because when the the housing recession hit back in 2010 and it lasted for a very long time, we lost half our workforce. (laughs) And we never got it back. And unfortunately, we took out the tech programs in our schools on top of it. So what's happened is we have probably six to eight years of kids in school that never got exposed to the pride of making something, the pride of building something, you know, you know, making that bird feeder and being proud of it. They didn't get exposed to that. And so they all, what do they want to do? They want to play with their smartphones. They want to make an app. They want to be the next, you know, TikTok influencer. And the reality is we don't need that in That much in the society. We need people to make things. We need to build things. And so we lost that on top of it. And then you, you incentivize people by staying home. And I've heard the impact is anywhere from 17 to the actual impact being like $25 an hour for some of these people when you take out the tax implications to just sit at home and do nothing. And, and, and can and so, you blame
0: them i mean really can you blame them if that's the incentive structure in place yeah,
1: yeah i mean yeah. i can't live my life like that i just no. uh, i can't and i'm you know that that's where i joke that i'm i'm i'm, I'm uh, one part libertarian because like when the ppp <laughs> programs came out i i turned my back on all of them because i didn't want the government meddling in my business and i didn't want to be beholden to the government and so i i made the hard decisions in my business i laid off a couple people you know we went to a four-day work week i would I still worked, you know, six days a week, but I worked two days for nothing just to make sure that we know we could be around. And um, you know, I'm glad I did that at the end of the day. But uh, we ended up being very busy. I probably shouldn't have laid anybody off, but you know, you had to do what you had to do. Um, But the this goes back to the lumber issue. You got everybody sitting at home. There aren't enough truck drivers out there, so you got lumber sitting in places they can't get it out. Uh, We have issues. Uh, My flooring guy told me a story. It was pretty amazing. He's the materials here, right? So sometimes the problem is the last stuff's made in China and it's just not getting out of the ports. Well, here he's got material that's sitting in a shipyard in Chicago, like a, a trucking shipping yard, mm-hmm. and he can't get to it and they can't ship it out. So he's like, well, I'll, I'll get my own semi truck. I will drive it down there and I will get it myself. Well, they won't let him on because he's not union. So that's the first problem. There's that that whole thing but then there's crates and crates of other materials that they have to be moved before you can even get to it. And so you've got this situation where there aren't enough truck drivers aren't enough workers to even get the stuff from point A to point B. So we have product here, but we can't even get to it.
0: Wow. Wow. I mean, so let's, let's look at this now a little bit more from your, your personal perspective. Um, Let's directly talk about the the lockdowns and then the the implications because I know we we saw this across the board now you're up in Wisconsin by the way yes um yep. so you were next door to one of I'd say the the scariest states and that was Michigan with Governor uh, Gretchen Whitmer well
1: yeah we're we're surrounded by craziness because we got Michigan on the one side with Whitmer and then we got Illinois who is just bleeding to death and then we have uh, Minnesota with all the violence and we're sitting there sandwiched in the middle. Like, I think we're the normal people here.
0: <laughs> so yeah. Talk, talk about that then. Like what was, I guess, number one that experience like as a business owner, because candidly, it's your stories that we need to just be telling more of sure. because you guys experienced really the number one, I think this is the number one issue I have with a lot of folks on the left is the misconceptions of well, all these business owners, come on, David, they just sit there on their you know, their their big golden chairs and they yeah. have their private jets. Yes. And-
1: yeah, I mean eating my steak dinner and smoking cigars right. and laughing all the way to the bank on my hundred dollar bill stacks, right? So
0: yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> that's not the reality, though. No, I mean, no. there was some and- you you spoke to it. There were hard decisions that had to be made. We saw that across the board. I saw it in my company, we saw it. Pretty much anywhere that there was, you know, a, a position where it's like, OK, can are you really necessary? Are you truly essential or not? Right. That yep. was the decision making process there versus a government deciding that. So let's talk about that process on your end. You You get hit with this lockdown. You get hit yep. with this pandemic. How do you adapt and react with all these extra factors that you just really can't control?
1: Yeah, it's, you know, you just have to constantly be innovating, you have to constantly be talking to your team, you have to try and make the best decisions you can with the information you have. And, you know, in the back of your mind, you're sitting there thinking, this seems a bit excessive, right? Like, this is, (laughs) like, do we really need to be doing all this? But, you know, at first, it was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the good citizen, I'm gonna follow every single thing to the T. And, you know, we, we implemented a bunch of safety procedures. We closed our models. We only did things by appointment. We started pivoting, did a lot of, I hate the word pivot, by the way. I can't <laughs> believe I just said that. But, you know, we went to like virtual and we did video tours and stuff like that. And then we're like, well, we'll slow down our, our model home production because we don't want to have a lot of inventory out there because we built our company during when the pandemic hit that we may not sell another house for, for, the, for the rest of the year. And we were able to survive that way. But it turns out that after the first lockdown got lifted, our, our we're fortunate that we have a very conservative assembly and we have a conservative um, senate. We have a an idiot governor, unfortunately, who basically is a uh, um, is put in place just to stop things. That's that's his main goal is just to make sure nothing happens. So you know, basically, they they threw out his lockdown order and then things just exploded. So we went from like dead stop to full sprint. And it's I, I always explain it like turning on a fire hydrant full bore. It just comes blasting out. So we had all these people needing to get into houses right away. So um we we sold a ton of stuff. Like we literally were we went from having almost zero sales from the first half of the year to having one of my best years ever in, in, in a six-month period. So like basically doing double the volume in you know a short period. And that's stressful on your team, it's stressful on everybody that trades um and then the other thing that that's crazy that happened out of this is that normally we have like a dozen homes in inventory and so they're move in ready well at the end of the year i was down to uh actually it was in february I, I should say this correctly in february of this year we sold our last finished home i have no finished homes even available right now the the shelves are empty wow. homes are the new toilet paper <laughs> and um <laughs> wow yeah. And then have, we had some uh, you condos said you had and I just sold out. I sold out of the condos too. So now we are, we're just literally, and then I'm so busy building customer homes that we're backlogged on that. So we're finally just starting to build some models now.
0: 12 homes that you usually have that, that that's, that's like in reserve almost. Is that what, is that what? Yeah. Like just 12
1: move in ready homes that somebody can just buy right now and, and move into within, you know, 30 days or 45 days.
0: So and again, this is all stuff that it's impossible to plan for. And I guess the, the added stress on the business you're talking about, you know, not just on the business, but on the employees, on the vendors, on on the trades, people like there is so many externalities that go hand in hand. And I think a lot of people don't realize, like when you just put an artificial pause button on all society that you just can't unpause it and expect it just to wake up as if nothing happened. It. I mean, you've disrupted supply chains. You've disrupted-
1: all yeah, oh, the supply chain is right. just ridiculous right now. And we're every day we're finding something that we can't get. And I was getting frustrated earlier in the year. I was working with a customer and we're going on the Kohler website. And Kohler's a huge company. They're from Wisconsin. So I'll give them a plug. But there you um, go. yeah, they, uh, they have normally like all these different faucets and all these different finishes. And all of a sudden I'm going on the website and one day it's on there, the next day it's discontinued. And the next day something else is discontinued. And they're paring back their stuff because they just can't make it and deliver it at all. And so, you know, we're getting calls every day like, hey, this tile is discontinued. You got to pick something else out. And so we're constantly readapting. We're constantly calling our customers and being like, sorry, guess what you can't get now? Now you got to go pick <laughs> something else out. And it, it's it's irritating. It's frustrating for them. It's hard for us. And you're working twice as hard for for, for us, really, yeah. at the end of the day.
0: So. Unfortunately, we're already facing the last back 10 minutes of the episode. So I want to make sure we're focusing and you spoke to the people you're helping, right? And and it's the people who are looking for new homes or they're, they're trying to figure out the, the best way to maybe renovate their home or fix up their home. You're hosting a podcast, the Home Building Hero podcast. Yes, and and David, correct. you've been hosting that now. I think I all 380 plus episodes. Is that correct?
1: <laughs> yeah, I actually cool. uh, started like two years ago. I do three a week and they started off as sort of just me doing uh, you know subject matter it was originally just for home buyers and then I started doing some industry news and then I started doing trends and it just kind of took off it's been you know very solid I have a, a very good listener loyal listener base and uh, um, I've been you know adding in interviews with people and we've done we've done some fun ones too that uh, you know just kind of story times and some stuff like that so all sorts of different things and uh, yeah it's been going really well and uh, I've been able to become a kind of a voice of housing and um, obviously, housing affordability is a huge, uh, you know, focus of mine as well. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a number out at you, and I'm gonna have you guess it first. But um, so I'm gonna put you on the spot. But okay. uh, how much money do you think is added to the cost of a home due to local, state, and federal regulation? If you could throw oh. a number. <sighs>
0: um. J- now, is this like across This'll the be- U.S.?
1: Um, well, I know the number for Wisconsin, but, you know,
0: I mean, they are different in every state, but I'll. So let's see, I just bought a home, uh, 2020. So I'm just trying to go back to what I did then. I'm going to say, is it a percent or a dollar amount?
1: You could do either. I'll, it can work. I'm going to say
0: like in the, if it was a dollar amount, um, actually, no, I'll I'll do a percent. I'm trying to think like a percent of the home. I would say like what, 15 to 20% of the the home cost.
1: You're not too far off. It's 25% of the cost of the home is due just to government regulation. So That's in Wisconsin so here, yeah, it's it's disgusting. $84,671 in Wisconsin is what is added to the cost of a home due to local, state, and federal regulations. And the majority of that comes on the land side, but it does, there's a good part of it still on the home building side. And um, California, it's I think it's closer to like
0: $600,000, which is
1: insane.
0: Well, do you I'm I'm, I'm okay, there's a bad assumption. You're in the trades, do you watch like HGTV and and such like all that kind no, of stuff? No, not not
1: really. And and when I do okay. it's just kind of like, yeah, right. Like especially these ones where it's like, "Oh, we got the cabinets for $2,000 and you know, we did this whole remodel for, you know, 3,000 bucks." You're like, "There's no way." And heck you did that. Half that stuff had to be donated and mm-hmm. the labor is okay. all free. Yeah. There's no way those numbers yeah, are. Cause so when phony. you
0: watch those shows, like I'll see the ones that go in the West coast and the houses are just, you know, they're nothing special, but you look at what they'd be relative to their, you know, more, we'll say flyover state uh, cousins and they yeah. are 200, 300, $400,000 more expensive. And I I'm from upstate New York originally. So I'm used to wide open spaces And even just moving from there down to Philadelphia and experiencing just going from big to small, that was a huge, big, you know, big change in that regards. But then looking at the cost of homes and I'm like, oh my God, I could buy, you know, a mansion up in Northern New York versus what I would find here in Philadelphia. And I mean, it does go to the the affordability question. Now you would do something really cool uh, over at at your end, David. So I want to dig into that in terms of actually helping, put your money where your mouth is in terms of helping with affordable homes. So let's dig into that, but you have a little bit of a twist to it. It's, it's helping specific people. So let's talk about that a little bit. You have, what's this a new or not necessarily new, but this program that you, uh, you focus on. Sure. So uh, kind of long
1: story short, uh, several years ago when I was kind of taking over the family business, uh, I had to long story. I had to buy out my brother from the company. That was really difficult and going through some tough times and, I was at a builder show in Las Vegas, and uh, I saw this organization, and they they invited me to this event, and uh, they surprised a veteran with a brand new mortgage-free home, and it's called Operation Finally Home, and they had the story of this veteran who basically wanted to serve his whole life, twenty plus years, and he had that all taken away in just a horrific moment when an IED blast uh, crushed his legs in a vehicle. He had to have his legs amputated. And then the worst part of the story was the guy had six kids at home that he had to somehow take care of. And it was just a gut-wrenching story. And then they showed how they surprised him with a brand new home and it totally changed his life and gave him a fresh start. It gave him the ability to, to, to go back to school. heal, be spend time with his family, all the, the, the good things that he needed and deserved. And I was like, wow, I really want to be a part of that. And at the time I was down in Texas and. Homes in Texas are fractionally um, the cost of what they are here in Wisconsin. So I was like, how am I going to do this? And so I sat on it a little bit, and then I had an opportunity to to do one of these projects. They wanted to do one in Milwaukee here, and they wanted um, uh, to do a housing study, and they were going to benefit this organization. And I was the only person in the room that knew about it, and I jumped in right away and said, I'm going to do this. And then I was like, holy cow, what did I just, <laughs> what did I just commit to? And I, it was like a two-hour drive on the way home from this meeting, and I was sitting there thinking, oh, my gosh. Um, and, and my father was still in the business at the time. I'm like, my dad's going to kill me <laughs> uh, when I tell him we're going to give away a home for free. But he he served in the military, so he was super excited about it and um, told the team they were really excited about it. And, uh, yeah, we work with our trades. We get as much material and labor donated as possible, and then we do events to raise money. So I've done everything. I put on rock concert uh i've put on um we do golf outings we do some shoots we do all sorts of fun stuff and so um proud to say that i've completed 6 of these projects and we're working on number 7 so
0: that's so cool pretty that, awesome that just stuff. makes you smile like i'm i'm literally yeah. sitting here this entire time just like nodding and smiling in agreement cuz i mean at the end of the day now we have we've actually Maintained a very overtly non political conversation, believe it or not. And it's ironic enough for a mostly political show. But <laughs> when we look at uh, one of these underlying themes that I'm finding more and more across the board, people are just looking for good, honest, authentic people who are out there answering the problems that they see around them with, you know, be, being the solutionaries, really going out right. and trying to be the change you wish to see. In the world. And David, I mean, what you're doing is actually changing people's lives. And I, I cannot understand that enough. I mean, the fact that you're actually out there doing that and leading by example, and it's inspiring other people when they hear that message to go out and do the same. So, I mean, I want to just you know, number one, raise that up. Cause that's incredible. Um, and we need Thank more folks like you that. doing it. No, for sure. Um, But number two, I want folks to obviously learn more and be able to, to dig into number one, what you're doing over at your podcast, but also to, if they could support number one, this uh, awesome venture that you're doing, helping support these military veterans who are coming home and looking for uh, yes, yes, an opportunity to actually be home. Uh, but number two, if uh, I guess if we have fans up there in Wisconsin who are looking to what, get a new home, they can go ahead and, and check yeah, out they can apply. homes. That's right. There so, yeah. That yeah. A
1: yeah. So um, I, again, my company is Bellman Homes. So I do build some homes for profit. <laughs> I try mm-hmm. to anyway. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, that allows me to to do some of these other passion projects and operation flying home is, is obviously one of them. And uh, um, what's really cool about it is You know, we did one, we said, let's do one. And it went really well. And it was so rewarding that we're like, we have to do this again. And so we made the commitment and this is something that's just really cool. Um, When when we decided to do the second home, we didn't really have any money or anything ready to go to do this. And so we, uh, uh, we announced it, the newspaper put a little story in the paper and someone saw it and they called me and they said, Hey, we really like what you're doing here. How much do you need to raise to build this next home? And I was like, well, I need to probably get about one hundred twenty thousand dollars, and then we should be able to get the rest with donations. And they're like, well, if you were to get that money, what would you do? And I'm like, I'm going to build another one. And they're like, that's exactly what we want to hear. And we're going to give you the money. And it was like, holy cow, uh, someone that that kind of money. So before we even started the project, we had it funded, and it was like, it, it was just so cool to see good things like that get shared and continue to to move on. So if someone wants to learn a little more, they can go to. OperationFinallyHome.org, and uh, if you're a veteran and you're 70% or more disabled and you need help, uh, you can apply there. It's a pretty extensive process. Um, they do find very, very deserving people. There's a lot of deserving veterans out there, but we can only help a few. So we really, you know, are looking for uh, somebody with, uh, you know, a, a severe need and a very interesting story to share, uh, because that all helps, you know, create the awareness for what we're doing.
0: I'm going to be on your program coming up here. Uh, yes, you actually. Are. So we're recording here on sneak, sneak behind the curtain guys, uh, June 29th. And this episode is going to be airing uh, the following Friday and I'll be actually on your program between now and then. So I'm looking forward to having a conversation. I'm actually kind of uh, curious to see where I'll bring this conversation uh, because yep. I, I love the opportunity to dig into things sometimes overtly non-political, but also star Wars related. I know we talked there beforehand, <laughs> yep. you know, we both have our, our admiration for star Wars and yes, unfortunately the, uh, the old star Wars toys that get about Way. oh fun fact by the way um good book you should go ahead and check out it's how the force can change the world by friend Stephen kent it's coming out here at the end of the uh the year and i'm going to be interviewing Stephen here uh coming up on uh actually, awesome. i'm recording tomorrow the 30th with him um but it'll be airing here the following week as well so make sure folks you check out that amazing book just sneak sneak peek it's it's i'm so excited um he has an awesome show by the way called beltway banthas talking about the application of star wars philosophy to um the the applications of what we do here in our natural life you know how we interact with with one another in society and government and so on it's a real that's yeah, cool amazing show. how how it it's mirrors so and uh, it really yeah, does. I, was,
1: <laughs> I can always talk about Star Wars I mean I grew up in the 70s and I remember seeing Empire Strikes Back in the theater it was like the first movie I ever saw and I was just I was instantly hooked and I don't know how many times I've seen that movie probably over 20 and
0: I know my mom my regrets favorite. uh finding the it was the the trilogy set at a garage sale and and bring him home, Brian, you want know, to watch some Star Wars? They, those those poor VHS tapes, they never stood oh, yeah. a chance. Multiple yep, Yeah, oh, yeah. Through.
1: Yep, yeah, I'd throw that thing in and watch it. And yep, yeah. You, oh, that was that was my life. Every Saturday morning it was like, okay, you gotta throw in Star Wars and you get the toys <laughs> out and you recreate the scenes and yeah it was good stuff so well
0: folks if you want obviously to hear this conversation continue well here's what you're going to do head over to david's amazing podcast it is the home builder hero podcast and you can check that out and find it all wherever you find your major podcasts: uh, app, uh apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher soundcloud i'm assuming and all those in between with that being said david thank you so much for all you're doing thanks for the entrepreneur work you're doing uh the philanthropic work you're doing and all the other work you're doing here uh but with that being said thank you for joining us here on the Brian Nichols show.
1: Brian, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much.
0: You've heard the name Ebels, but now you need to remember My Delta 8. From the same people who brought you Ebels, My Delta 8 is Delta 8 THC, offering a semi sedative physical sensation without the overwhelming mental simulation of Delta 9 THC, resulting in a smoother, much milder experience. Both Ebels and My Delta 8 offer both best quality product and customer service in the industry from helping manage chronic pain, anxiety, depression, and more. The reviews are in, folks. Both Ebels and My Delta 8. Eight are truly game changers as a natural alternative to big pharma drugs. And hey, yours truly here at The Brian Nichols Show can vouch for the quality of ebels and My Delta 8 having to deal with a herniated disc in my back, plus years of sports injuries. Ebles and My Delta 8 offer relief where generic medicines simply mask the pain. And did you know you can get ebels and My Delta 8 delivered right to your door at a special discounted price? That's right. All members of The Brian Nichols Show audience can use promo code TBNS at checkout and boom, discount applied. Again, that's code TBNS at checkout to get the highest quality CBD and Delta 8 THC on the market delivered right to your door. One more time, the code is TBNS at checkout. All righty, folks, that's going to wrap up my conversation with David Bellman, 25% the cost of homes due to government regulations. Okay, that's fun. Well, if you thought that that was insane, as much as I did, please do me a favor, share today's episode, tag yours truly, B Nichols Liberty, Twitter, Facebook, also Instagram, and TikTok. TikTok, I know, you're like, Brian, what are you doing on TikTok? I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. What I'm doing on TikTok, and also on Instagram, is I'm doing a quick video synopsis of my morning sales huddle. You want to know how to do a personal SWOT analysis? We're going to talk about Taking risk. Why do people buy? Uh, how to avoid uh, different pitfalls in sales. All that and more every single day in your inbox, Monday through Friday, and of course over on Instagram and TikTok. As I mentioned, a quick video summary of that. But if you want to get the full, actual written version in your inbox every single day, head over to BrianNicholsShow.com. Leave your email address right there at the contact desk, or go ahead and go to Show.com forward slash Liberty Friends ebook. Why? Because you're going to get the most amazing book about how to sell liberty to friends and family in four easy steps. And guess what the book is called? Four easy steps you can take now to implement to sell liberty to friends and family. And guess what? The ebook is free. How about that? All you have to do, go ahead and put your email address because you want to go ahead and get that awesome uh, email newsletter every single day, don't you? To to get my morning sales huddle. So again, head over to Show dot com forward slash liberty friends ebook. And and of course, uh, if if you are getting value from in fact helping sell liberty, I would love to hear about it. So email me Brian at Show dot com. And also, if you are in fact helping su- uh, support libertarian entrepreneurs and helping pique interest by supporting the brian nichols show shop over at proud libertarian i would love to hear about that as well so please number one if you have not the chance yet head over to briannickelshowcom forward slash shop it will bring you right to the proud libertarian store and you can get access to everything in our shop from of course right here i'm, I'm sporting this don't hurt people don't take people's stuff t-shirt on top of our don't hurt people don't take People stuff bumper sticker we have look at this this is this is so fun this finally came in the mail i was so excited i have a nice mug brian nichols show mug isn't that fancy um and, and a slew of other things my uh, g- good ideas don't require force snapback and more it's 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 really a great chance yes to get people to smile to laugh to ask more questions But also, you get to help support libertarian entrepreneurs. It's a win-win if I ever heard one. BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash shop. Now, I also showed you this. Don't hurt people. Don't take people's stuff bumper sticker. And I say that for you, YouTube listener. You saw that pop up. You can also get that at the Brian Nickel Show shop or if you sign up to be one of our Patreon subscribing uh, members there at $5 or $10 a month. And by the way, really quick, I want to give a special shout out to our, our amazing Patreon subscribers, Daryl Schmitz, Laura Stanley, Michael Lemma, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Hody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the big channel at We Are Libertarians. Thank you for supporting the program as, yes, entry-level and account-level executives. What do you get there? You get access to Q. Q&As, webinars, and access to Chris Goizetta's entire library of marketing resources. He's an actual college professor, folks. What? And you're getting that just for $5 or $10 a month? Yeah, that's just part of the value you're going to be getting as a Patreon supporting listener here of The Brian Nichols Show. So again, head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. Patreon link will be right there. Actually, it brings you right to Patreon, I believe, so even better. Or you can see the Patreon link at the uh, the main uh, homepage, BrianNicholsShow.com. Guys, what a week. We had such a great week learning about monetary policy, learning why your Facebook ads aren't working, and of course, now learning about the direct impact of government and the various regulations on the home building industry. Thank you for, for really sticking with us on an amazing, amazing week here on The Brian Nichols Show. Coming up on Sunday, Natalie Bruno. She is running for governor of Oklahoma. We get to figure out all things from an actual marketing and salesperson's perspective. Because uh, Natalie, uh, she actually worked on Joe Jorgensen and Spike Cohen's campaign as their marketing guru back in the 2020 campaign, a great chance to dig into specific issues that Natalie is focusing on in Oklahoma, but also to get her marketing guru mentality as it pertains to how we can help bring libertarian ideas to the masses. So make sure you do not miss that special Sunday cat a highlight series. But with that being said, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on the Brian Nichols show for David Bellman. We'll see you Sunday. Thanks for listening to the Brian Nichols show. Find more episodes at Brian Audio production for The Brian Nichols Show is brought to you by DB Podcast Audio. Learn more by emailing inquiries to william at dbpodaudio.com.